Hello, hello, and welcome back to Coffee Stains EDU Podcast. We are here with the amazing Nicole. She is our special go. Um, sorry, see, our special guest today for self-care, how to avoid the burnout. So I know I usually give a breakdown of every episode, but we are going into episode eight, so it's a lot, and I want to get all we I want you guys to get as much information as possible from Nicole on wellness and self-care and how to avoid burnout. So we're gonna jump right into it. So hey Nicole. Hey Geneva. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Of course, of course. I am so so happy too. So we're gonna start off with you can introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about what you have done and what you are currently doing. Okay. Yeah, so my name is Nicole Quintana Wolf and I'm a former teacher. I spent I'm a little over five years being a high school English teacher. And during that time, I experienced a lot of amazing things with my students and just um, seeing their growth. And I also, during that time, experienced burnout and really high levels of stress as a teacher kind of comes with the territory. And from that place of deep burnout, I went on this really incredible healing journey in which I really learned to balance my work and my personal life. And I saw what an impact that had on my students and the ways that I showed up in the classroom. So I felt really inspired at the end of the 2020 school year, especially with all of the craziness of virtual teaching and that whole year to actually leave the classroom. And I started a professional development company called Wellness with Miss Wolf. And now I work with educators to help them overcome stress and burnout so they can show up as the best versions of themselves for their students. Amazing. And I love how you said the best version of yourself, because I constantly say that in all my episodes, when I speak to teachers, I say that we want to be the best versions of ourselves. And mm-hmm. I love how you said you realized it when you were in the classroom about the burnout and it's real and how it affects your instruction. It affects your presence in the classroom mm-hmm. and, the, and kids sense that. They Absolutely. feed off of our vibes. So I love that. I love that. And I'm so excited to have you come into my school and um, share some techniques and wellness with our teachers. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. So thank you again so much for coming on. Um, I met Nicole on social media. We actually did a teacher boot camp together. And you can check, I'll give you all the information at the end of the podcast episode and as and Nicole I want you to share your contact information at the end as well when we wrap up and you give the audience their challenge you can tell you can share how they can get in touch with you whether it's email or social media um, I know everyone's on social media now it's a great way to connect with people so make sure you share that at the end so we're going to jump right into it right so we're going to go into is Wellness and self self care the same for everyone because so, I know I've received that question many many times. So share with the audience. Mm-hmm. This is such a great question. So no, it's not the same for everyone. Although there are definitely certain techniques that can help everyone, it looks different for everyone. Just like our students all learn in different ways and have unique needs, we're the same way when it comes to self care. So it's really a practice of figuring out what works for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that we're a little glitchy. We are using Zoom right now to record. So I apologize in advance to our audience there, but I will try to um, recap what Nicole said because it was kind of coming in a little choppy. Mm-hmm. But she, what she, she made some very good points that our students learn differently. So we have to meet them and support them where they are. It's the same when it comes to wellness and self-care. It's different for everyone. While there are 
techniques that might work for other what's for some that doesn't work for others we just got to find what works best for you right <laughs> yeah absolutely okay. right so what give me an example of something that you might do uh, and what works for you and yeah, for sure. So I think um, a really great way of looking at this, something that's been so helpful for me and the educators I work with is looking at it from a perspective of working with your physical body and then also working with your mind. So mindset practices will get you really far, but it's only one piece of the puzzle. So having a positive mindset, really paying attention to your, like your inner dialogue and your perspective can be really helpful. But your body is really important because that's where we are carrying stress. It's like being activated in our mind, but we're feeling stress in our body. So working with the body could look like maybe going to the gym or doing yoga. We don't always have time. And obviously you can't do that in the middle of the school day if you're feeling stress. So one thing that I always recommend to educators is to really tap into your breath and use that as a tool to help calm how you're feeling. Um, I'm also a trauma-informed breathwork facilitator and incorporating different breathing techniques for myself and also was something I did with my high schoolers. It just completely shifts the energy of the room and kind of helps everyone just settle and ground or when it's the beginning of the day, first period can be kind of a drag for high schoolers specifically. Yeah, <laughs> It's so early, their bodies aren't really designed to be uh-huh. awake that early and alert in that, in that part of the morning. Um, so there are like energizing breaths that you can use too. It's like anything that you want to feel, whether that's calm or energized or peaceful, there's a breathing pattern for it. So that's a really useful tool. And those breathing techniques don't take long. Like you said, you can do it throughout the day. You can do it. You can do it taking a walk. You can even like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's important. I love how you said, you know, sharing it with your students, doing it with your students Mm -hmm. is very important because anyone at at any age can benefit from self-care. And I know we have an episode coming in a couple of weeks with um, Jenna, which Nicole knows as well doing SEL, social and emotional learning for students and staff. And, you know, like that has a lot to do with self-care and wellness and it intertwines in so many ways. And um, I love how you said it, it works for high schoolers. It's true. A lot of people feel like, oh, this is not, you know, no, this is more for adults or, or children not going to be able to understand it. Or some people say, no, it's very helpful for kids. So it's great that any age range, any child, any student can benefit from this. Yeah, Absolutely. So, um, and I, okay, so I think I went into how do you find what works best for you? I don't know, we know I asked you what you person, what personally works for you, but how does someone like myself or another educator or maybe a school leader, how do they find what works best for them? Mm-hmm. With this, it really gets to be almost like a game or, you know, like a, a very, um, scientific almost like an experiment where you are trying new things and you are gathering data on what works for you and what doesn't. I think it's important to remember in this process because it can be kind of frustrating if you are, you're doing all the self-care things, but you're not noticing a difference. And it's like, well, then why bother? Um, But to remember, like, if you are feeling frustrated or like you've tried everything, it's not working to just take a very observational perspective of like, okay, great. I'm, I know this doesn't work for me. So I'm one step closer to what does work for me. And some people are really, um, it's really useful for them to do like stretching or listening to music or breathing, or even just 
getting a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and sitting quietly at your desk for five minutes. There are so many different ways that you recharge and resource your energy and there's no one size fits all. So just being really open-minded and finding what works for you. Yes. I love that you said that because one of my things is the coffee and sitting in Mm -hmm. silence for a little little bit of, um, for a few minutes, I don't have, you know, more than five or 10 minutes to sit, but a two minute Mm -hmm. by myself, I I have my, um, my music on the computer. So I'm listening to music works for me, right? So self-care looks different for everybody. And you need to acknowledge that if something is not working for you, still feeling feeling tired or exhausted, or just, you're feeling frustrated still, then that might not be for you anymore. And also, you know, Nicole, I think you should talk about a little bit that it might have worked at one point, but we are constantly changing mm-hmm. and growing and evolving that maybe a cup of coffee and, and you know, sitting silent might have worked for you um, a year ago, but now it doesn't work for you. So you have to just constantly collect that data and that data would, and what does that data look like, right? Like, what does that data look like? Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you bring that up also about it changes, like things shift because this is also impacted with the seasons. It in, it's impacted every month. Think of like when it starts to get dark in the winter, a lot of people have to navigate seasonal depression or um, I forget what it stands for, but the acronym is SAD, Seasonal Affective Depressive Disorder. Um, basically learned about that (laughs) where the sun going down earlier really affects your mood. So maybe in the winter, the thing that works for you is standing for three minutes. It doesn't have to be long at the window in your classroom, or even going outside and getting a little bit of sun sunshine on your face in the morning will actually help you sleep better at night as well. If you get uh, vitamin D before around like noon or 11 AM. Wow. Um, but as you're gathering data and kind of seeing and experimenting what works for you, mm-hmm. a good way to do this is with someone. So it, this can be a work friend. This can be a loved one at home where you're just kind of observing with them. You're telling them about how it's going. Ideally they're on their journey as well right. with this. So you can support each other. And also if that's not really your thing, uh, just taking notes for yourself. If you journal or just jotting things down, and making note of what works for you. Right. I think that's, I, I think journaling is, has helped me and other people that I've spoken to journaling and writing it down because we're so busy. We have crazy lives. And again, that's why we're doing self-care, avoid the burnout because burnout is real. And we need to make sure that we are doing things that is, that are, that are, is helping us, that is helping us with our wellness and our self-care. So, um, that goes right into why is self-care so important, <laughs> right? Let's tie in how like that helps us avoid the burnout. Yeah, absolutely. So with self-care and, and with burnout, it's really seeing this in a way that self-care is preventative from burnout. I think it's pretty common that we, and this is, you know, it's not intentional, but it just kind of happens. We're not really paying attention. We're not taking care of ourselves the way that we could. And then we burn out and then it's like, okay, well now I need to start doing this. But ideally you start the self-care before you start the self-care in the summer or at any time, there's no wrong time to start, but that helps build a more solid foundation so that when things do get stressful, when it does get wavy at work, because it's going to happen, you have that foundation of your self-care practice already there doing yoga every day or meditating isn't going to make as much of a difference as it could if you're only doing it when you're super stressed, as opposed to making a practice of it and making it a habit. Right. Habits and being consistent with it. Right. And and it's all about being proactive and preparing yourself. So if you know you aren't in in education and you know that you are going to get into 
and you know you are going to get you know go into work and it's going to get crazy you know getting back into the routine and and learning your students again and just getting back into that whole school mindset you know that's going to happen because every year you do that right if your education you mm-hmm. haven't sh- changed your career and, and you know not only education because i do stress on my podcast that anyone and in any field can benefit from this podcast so you don't need to necessarily be an educator mm-hmm. to apply you know to apply self-care to yourself or to your life or to practice sorry to practice self-care and finding what works for you but being proactive is important and I know when I first started years years back with uh, meditating and and just being you know focusing on myself I would wait till I was at those moments of frustration or anger or just Mm -hmm. being tired and it wasn't effective or it it might have worked for like you know temporarily it was a short-term it was a short-term fix it wasn't a long-term it wasn't a long-lasting right so I think I think that was like an awesome point to focus on or to address that it needs to be something that you're proactive about and it needs to be something you constantly are practicing because it's not going to be, it's not going to, you're just not going to get it like this overnight. It's going to take time, time, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So is there anything else um, that you want to share about self-care or um, how to avoid the burnout um, before we go into our um, wrapping it up and um, the challenge that Nicole's going to give you guys today. Yeah, I'd love to share just a couple actionable tips or tools that people can start doing right away, whether in the classroom or out. Um, so the first of these is to create what I like to call anchor points for yourself throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So anchor points are basically things that you do every single day. Maybe the time changes depending on your schedule, mm-hmm. but things that help anchor you in of like, okay, I'm solid. I'm good. I'm grounded. And so this could look like one, the way that it looked like for me when I was teaching was every day I had third period prep. So during that time I would make myself a cup of tea and I would sit and I would set my timer for five minutes. I would turn off the lights and I would just sit and just drink my tea and breathe. That was really helpful. This could also be checking in with a friend. It could be going outside to get fresh air, whatever it is, like no matter what craziness might be happening in your day, you fully commit to doing that thing. And it's super important that you make it something that first of all is appealing You don't want to force yourself. Like I'm going to do 20 jumping jacks every day. If that doesn't feel good for you. So make it appealing and also make it quick. Like there's a lot happening in the day. So it's going to be easier to make sure you get to that anchor point. If it's only a five minute thing and you can make it longer, of course, but be mindful of the time because you're less likely to do it if it's a huge time commitment. Right. And and I think that's why we, that so many people are getting to that burnout point because they're thinking our our days are so busy. We have schedules we have, and then we have to take care of home and we have so much to do that we don't have time Mm -hmm. to squeeze in that self-care. But Nicole is telling you guys right now that you can literally do this. You're breathing, you're anchoring, anchoring, you said, right? (laughs) Anchoring yourself in three minutes, four minutes, right? It doesn't need to be something drawn out. And it can be just as effective. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I, I cut you off. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, sure. No, that's okay. okay. Yeah, absolutely. And something else that goes along with that, and this can be part of your anchoring activity that you do every day, is to check in with yourself. Hmm. So you want to check in with yourself mentally and physically. So just asking, how do I feel right now? And that can be emotionally. And also, how do I feel in my body? And asking yourself, what do I need right now? I think something that happens pretty frequently 
that I experienced a lot when I was teaching is that there's so much to do and we're so go, go, go. That something as small as staying hydrated throughout the day was slipping through the cracks. So then by the end of the day, I had a dehydration headache. I'm showing up at 50% to teach my last period class. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I've barely even tended to like my basic needs today because I was so in action. So just taking that moment to slow down, ask yourself, what does my body need? What does my mind need is super important. And the last thing, the last tip that I would invite people to do um, is to, and this might sound really simple, but it's very helpful is to just check in with your heartbeat and your breath. So these are really powerful indicators for what levels our bodies are functioning at. If we are overstressed or highly activated, your heart's going to be racing a little bit fast. Your breath is likely going to be short and shallow. So when you can check in and use your physical body as an indicator or like a barometer for how am I feeling right now? Um, It can be useful to be like, okay, wow, I'm actually, I feel okay mentally, but I'm noticing that my breath is very shallow. So I'm going to drink some water. I'm going to sit down for a second and take a few belly breaths to just help my body recalibrate. Usually if we don't cue in with the signs that our body is telling us after a period of time, it's going to reach your mind. Like your mind and your body are very connected. So if one of those things is off balance, it is going to affect the other. So if you can catch that before it affects your mind or vice versa, before you start feeling achy and sore in your body, um, it just helps overall. Wow. I love that. I I don't do the check-in with the heart and my breathing. And can you give us an example of, uh, of, of a belly breath or to kind of explain what would that actually look like? Cause I know you're using a lot of terminology. I know, and I know you have tons of resources on your social media and um, I'm actually going to ask you to, for, I can post them on the website for the people that check out the website and listen on the website, but like, guess, can you give us an example of what a breathing, like a belly breath would be? Cause it sounds like it can be, easy, but maybe not. <laughs> yes. yes. And thank you yeah. for asking for that clarification. I forget right. sometimes I'm like, so in, yeah. so in the breath. So with a, bre- a belly breath, you're really just looking to breathe deep into your stomach. So if you take a moment and just kind of notice your breathing, a lot of times when we're not consciously noticing, or we're not very restful, our breathing is a little bit higher up in the chest. So you'll feel your upper rib cage expanding. Your breath might feel, um, not as depthful. It can almost be a little bit like there's a shallow, right? Like a short, like a short breath, shortness. Yes. Yes. I, I, I've experienced that. (laughs) So I know it's a very common, um, very common physical symptom of anxiety as well. And like stress, whereas a belly breath, I love to put both of my hands on my stomach and then take a big breath in and imagine that my stomach is inflating like a balloon where you can actually physically feel your stomach expanding underneath your hands and just doing that for even 30, 30 to 60 seconds is going to help calm your nervous system down. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. That those are great. Those are three great uh, practices, real, real practices that you can actually implement into your life. It doesn't take much time. You can do it in the classroom. You can mm-hmm. do it at your desk. You could do it walking down the hallway, even in the bath, like in the bathroom, like wherever you are, that you're taking that moment just to, you know, for yourself, you can practice these um, techniques and it can help you. So um, let's, okay, so Nicole, we're going to wrap that up. Thank you again, Nicole, for um, joining us. I wish I could add it. I wasn't keeping track of the time, so I'm not even sure how long we've been on. And I know I always promise my um, 
my audience 25 minutes or less. But again, this was important information. You know, we want to make sure we avoid avoid the burnout because if we are in, in education, it happens early. We yeah. just started. It's September, Nicole, and I'm already seeing it. Mm-hmm. I'm already hearing about it. I'm getting messages on social media in my emails about they're burned out already. And it's so sad. And I know sometimes I might feel like I was at work today to like 530. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes I do forget that, you know, like when you said stay hydrated, I've been trying my best too, because the simple things you do forget because you get so overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and occupied with, with life and with work. But that's why I felt like this, this episode was, was needed. I wish it could have been one of my first few episodes, but I got you in before 10. So that's good. (laughs) Self-care is important and a lot of people underestimate it because um, they think that they are doing things to take care of themselves, right? Some women, let's just say they go get their nails done and it might, it might be a temporary fix, but again, like you said, your mind, your body, everything's connected. What else are you doing? Are you drinking water? Are you eating healthy, right? There's a lot. Are you, are, are you really doing those check-ins with yourself, and making sure you're good. So this was very, 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 very helpful. And I appreciate your time. And my audience knows that I always end the the show with a challenge. So Nicole is going to end us with a challenge that we are practice and also reach out to us. Well, before we do the challenge, just let's give our contact information and then we'll wrap it up with the challenge. Okay. So Uh, contact information. Yeah. So my Instagram is at wellness with miss MS wolf W O L F. And my Gmail is the same. If you want to shoot me an email, I'm here to support you. It's wellness with miss wolf at gmail.com. And I also run a Facebook group for teachers, which is facebook.com slash balanced balanced teachers. So definitely invite you to join us there. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Nicole, so much. And I've also been tagging Nicole on all my posts for my, uh, for the podcast. So if you, um, cannot find it or you missed it, you can actually find it on my Instagram. Well, on the podcast Instagram, which is coffee stains underscore edu. It's coffee stains underscore edu. I repeat, I'm a teacher. It's just what I do. You did. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just, pro- I'm programmed like that. On um, the website is coffeestain.org and you can listen to us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, also on um, RSS and on the website. So I give you guys multiple ways to find (laughs) us, to listen. And on the website, I'm actually posting resources now, which was a suggestion from one of my audience, um, from one of my listeners, which again, I am always open to feedback, to suggestions. And I added resources. And um, I know Nicole is awesome like that. So she's going to share some resources for you guys, maybe some examples of techniques. Maybe um, maybe I can find some videos on uh, some breathing examples, um, techniques that you can use. I'm sorry. And maybe some examples of self-care that you might not, you might not know, right? You might just know about going to the nail salon or having a spa day sure but you might want to tap into other things that can provide you with that um, self-care that you actually need and um yeah you need it that's it (laughs) so Nicole you can wrap it up with our challenge yeah so the challenge for um your listeners is for this coming week I really invite them to choose something choose an anchor point for themselves choose an anchor point for yourself and commit to doing it every day for five days and just notice what happens from that. Beautiful, beautiful. And I would love to hear your feedback on that once you 
um, do the challenge and you find that anchor, I want you to reach out to us and let us know what it was and how, and how it's working for you. So again, thank you. That was episode eight, self-care, avoid the burnout with Nicole. And it's a wrap. Thank you.